Indeed, it is timeless. This that we, we truly yearn and long for God's hand and God's presence in our lives. Um, this morning, I'd like to share with us con- to continue on the series on the topics about the power that comes from God. The power of God's glory. The power of God's glory. What do I mean by power of God's glory? Sometimes we say that we want to glorify God, uh, but is there power in God's glory? Okay, let's look together in the, in, the, in the Word of God and let us ask this question, what is the glory of God? Uh, what is the glory of God? Uh, we read from Exodus 40, uh, verse 34 to verse 38. We can look at some example where the glory of God was manifested in the midst of God's people. Uh, let's read together. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested above it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, the children of Israel would go onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not journey till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle by day, and fire was over it by night in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys." Now, let me just uh, refer a little bit more to, you know, obviously Moses could not enter into the tabernacle of meeting where he would customary meet and talk with God, right? Um, because there was an instruction from the Lord. The Lord asked him to build a tent, build a tabernacle. Tabernacle means a place where you dwell a tent uh, then, uh, to meet and talk with God. But, when the glory of God came upon the tabernacle, Moses could not enter. What does it mean, huh? Moses could not enter. Let me just, just refer to, let's stay on this uh, passage. Let me just read for us some other uh, reference about the glory of God. Now, uh, it's not the slide. If you, those of us who would like to uh, have a look at this, can you turn with me to Second Chronicles chapter 7? In fact, I'm going to read from uh, uh, towards the end of chapter 6 first, right? Okay. Second Chronicle. Chapters. Okay, let's look at chapter 6. Sorry, let's look at chapter 7, verse 1. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 1. As soon as Solomon finished his prayer, uh, Solomon prayed a, you know, in uh, chapter 6, he prayed a very passionate prayer for uh, the dedication of God's temple. The temple which he built uh, in, uh, in honor to the Lord as, as promised to David, his father, as soon as Solomon finished his prayer, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The priest could not enter the house of the Lord because 
the glory of the Lord filled the Lord's house. Right? Because the glory of the Lord filled the Lord's house. Again, even the priests could not enter into the temple. Right? So that means that, you know, something happens when the glory of the Lord came upon uh, a place in the midst of worship. Of course, in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, it was because at the, at the point of dedication, right, uh, 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 and, uh, and Solomon brought tremendously huge offering, right? There was, it was so many, there were so many uh, thousands upon thousands of animals that was being brought in as burnt offering and God's presence came and He consumed all those, uh, those offerings. Now, we're going back to the passage about just, uh, we, we just read Exodus 40, 34 to 38. Now, what is the word glory uh, being used to describe uh, the glory of God? It is simply means the weight. Glory means the weight. When we say the glory of God, the weight of God, some people say that, you know, sometimes we, we, we want to, uh, we, we see people want to show their dominance, their influence uh, in, uh, in a particular situation. We say that the person throw his weight around, uh, throw his weight around. So the glory of God means the weight of God. How come God got weight? Uh, huh? <laughs> you know, how, how heavy God is? Uh? Uh. So, but it simply means that the glory of God, when there's a manifestation of glory of God, that people can feel it. They feel the presence. Wherever God is present, God Himself is present. His glory is present. In the book of Isaiah, God said, I am the, I am the only God. I will not share my glory with another. Right? Only He Himself has the glory. Now, this glory of God that we are talking about, it is something that is, that is keenly associated to God and God only. Nothing else. Nothing else. It is not the glory of His angel. His angel uh, 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 describes in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the Bible as somebody who is, uh, someone who is like, like magnificent, right? Imposing fear sometimes on people. But that is not it. Something else that is keenly associated to only to God. Then, therefore, he spoke through uh, the prophet Isaiah and said that I will not share, I will not give my glory to another. There is quite one thing to 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 experience the you know to see angels. It is quite another thing to be in the glory of God. Right? Let me just go on. So glory is. The meaning is word, uh, weight, sorry, weight. Glory of God, I define it as the manifested presence of God. Because it's keenly associated with God, it has to be because God is present, right? Where His revelation, His guidance is evident. His working is tangible. Alignment to His order and His character. That means when the glory of God falls in a place, the whole atmosphere, things that happen in that, in, that, in that situation will be aligned to God's order and His character. And therefore, we see scriptures, there are so many times when it's being described for us that the glory of God fills the earth, 
like water covers the sea. That means when the, when the presence of God comes, when, when, when there's a manifestation of God's glory, nothing can escape it. So we look at this passage in Exodus 40. Now, what else? How, how did the glory of God manifest itself? It manifests itself by cloud, right? In the form of cloud by day and fire by night. His presence also bring guidance because when the cloud lifted, the, Isra- the Israelites say, now it's time to go. When the, when the cloud rested, now is the time to stay. God himself was leading the people of Israel. Can you imagine? We've been talking about uh, what happened in Exodus 33 when the people of God hear that. God said, I will not go out with you to the promised land, but I'll send angel to go before you. That was devastated. That was devastated because it was not, not it is not, it is, it is really, it's not only the second best, it's less than anything good. They wanted the glory of God, the presence of God to be with them. So the glory of God is, is, is keenly associated with the presence of God. It can be felt. Last week we talked about the presence of God. The presence of God can be felt. The glory of God got weight on. You can feel it. His is working. You can see it. It is tangible. Right? Glory of God is not something that, that we, 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 we concorded, you know, we, uh, we engineered, but it's something that we can seek. It is it's God Himself who will manifest His own glory. The, what, what, how, how does, what, is the, what happened when there's a manifestation of God's glory? There will be power of God's glory. When God's glory is manifested, or normally, without fail, it will, it will accompany with His outworking. Because His presence, you see, His presence makes a difference. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 59, verse 18 to verse 19. According to the deeds, let's read together, those of us are online, reading out, reading out loud. According to the deeds, accordingly he will repay. Fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies. The coastlands he will fully repay. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Now, about the recompense, repayment, coming against the adversary of God, huh? uh, making the enemies, enemies pay for what he has done to, to God's people, right? Recompense means it's time to pay it up. It's time to pay it up to his enemies because his enemies to pay them all this with the purpose, the purpose is this in verse 19, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. When we come against unprecedented situation, like what I shared with, uh, with us on the, during the Dyson's prayer meeting yesterday, when, 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 when you know, when, uh, when, when we are faced with unprecedented lingering struggle 
in our lives, in our, in our society, in our atmosphere, in our situation. Sometimes we pray and we pray and things are not turning around. What do we need? We need to plead for God's mercy. Today, I want to suggest to us that we want to invite we want to live in the, in the kind of life that will bring in, that will, that will invoke the presence of God. That will, that, will, that will cause God's glory to be manifested. You know, the scripture talks about so many instances where the glory of God suddenly appeared just like that. There must be things, that, that there must be, that it, is, it is the heart of God that He wants to manifest His presence into every situation of um, of challenges. And here this verse says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, this enemy is the adversaries of God. Adversary is, or something uh, in, in, the, in, the, uh, in the Old Testament, it is uh, his, the adversary of God. We know his name is Satan. Satan means adversary. Adversary means Satan. Huh? Uh, in the Old Testament, Satan, he is the one who opposed God's purpose, God's uh, agenda. Anything, any ex, any ex, uh, anyone who opposes God's word, God's purposes, God's will, God's righteousness is an adversary to the Lord. And anyone who does this fall in line, align themselves with the agenda, with the purpose of Satan, of Satan, the adversary the ultimate adversary. The world sometimes, in this respect, it is not so complicated. The line is drawn very clearly. Whose side are we on? The Lord is saying, they say, when His glory rises like the sun. What does it mean when He said His glory from the rising of the sun? Of course, it means that from the east, but it also means that as long as this earth, there is sunrise, there is sunset, Surely, the glory of God will rise for His people. The glory of God will come for His people. When the enemy, when the adversary, when the devil, when all that is against God's purposes comes in like a flood, the Spirit of God will lift up a standard against Him. How does He do that? By His very own presence. Because sometimes the challenge is so huge, we do not even know how to pray for things to be settled to things to be, to, be, um, to be set right. But we ask, we look to God and say that, Lord, manifest your glory. Manifest your glory. When He manifests His glory, people can feel it. We can feel it. It's tangible. We can see it. It's tangible. It's the outworking of His presence, of His glory. So, the manifestation of power of, 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 of God's glory is this, that we will see judgment on God's enemy, God's adversary. Victory over the adversaries, adversaries in our lives. You know, you and I have adversaries in our life. You and I have enemies. I'm not talking about people who are against us, people who don't like us, people who want to cheat us and all the rest of it. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about something in your lives that you know that this is the way to go, this is the right way. Something coming against that which the Lord has intended for you in your life. That is a sign of the presence of adversary in your atmosphere, in my atmosphere. 
How do we score a victory? We pray, of course. We battle, of course. We call upon the name of the Lord, of course. We ask God to, to overcome. We, 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 we repent and we kind of all those things. In fact, in, uh, in 2 Chronicles chapter 6, Solomon came to God and prayed. Chapter 6, this entire prayer, the whole prayer, the whole chapter is about prayer. Solomon, starting by worshipping and adoring God, and then he said, we have sinned against you. We have sinned against you. He repented at the time of uh, dedication of the temple. He came to the Lord and he said that if this happened, if your people have sinned, if they've gone away, they've sinned against you, they, 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 they fall under the curses of the you know, law-breaking, of the violating your, whole, your, your holiness and all, all the rest of it. When we fall into that place, we ask you to forgive us. Ask you to forgive us. Those are the things that, that will open doors for the adversary to come against us. Sins, what I mean is. Sometimes God is not against us. God is never against us. But sometimes because of sin, because our own pride, our own folly, we open doors for the enemy, for the adversary, for the adversary to come against, against us. And that is the time we pray and we repent and we need to ask, God, would you manifest your glory in our lives? The manifestation of God's glory. God's glory we must seek. Today I want to talk about how to seek God's glory. How do we seek the manifestation of that presence in our lives? Sometimes you find that in your life, say you, you have been on and on, going on and on about, you know, uh, about the, the similar kind of things that's coming back to you. That is, that, that is, that is coming against you. Against you, in that, not on the sense that, you know, uh, uh, an enmity with you, but against God's purposes in your life. You know that you are created more, you are called for more than this. But there's something else that is, you cannot, you know, you just cannot move forward smoothly. And of course, we say that sometimes it's part of life. But life must go on, right? Life must go on. But in going on, we need to overcome. We need to get rid. We need to, we need to climb the mountain. We can't move it. We've got to tunnel through it. We can't move it. We've got to climb on top of it. So we've got to move on. How do we move on against the works of the adversary that is coming to obstruct us, to stop us from entering into God's purposes? Be it in individual, be it in the family, be it in the nation. It is to seek God's glory. In Isaiah chapter 58, the book of Isaiah is a wonderful book and I suggest to us that if, uh, if, you, if you want to choose a book to, to, to read through, slowly read the book of Isaiah. Uh, 58 verse 6 to verse 9. Let's read together. Is this not the fast that I've chosen to lose the bonds of wickedness to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor and who are cast out, 
when you see the naked, that you cover him, and not hid yourself from your own flesh. Then your light will break, shall break forth like the morning, your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. Here I am. The glory of God, as I say, is associated with the presence of God. What we want to, want to see as evidence of God's presence and the manifestation with God's, of God's glory is that when we call, He will answer. When we cry, we will hear Him say, Here I am. Here I am. If we come to that stage, that point, then that is the time that we can say to God, God, manifest your glory. As Moses, we have read the book of uh, uh, Exodus in chapter 33, 34, Moses was having a conversation with God. At the end of it, he was seeking for one thing. He said, God, show me your glory. What does it mean? You're talking to God already. Show you glory. What does it mean? There is some, a different level of manifestation that Moses was looking for. It was something more intimate, something, something more. And God did not reject his, his request. He showed him his glory. And then in his glorious, glorious presence, God spoke the words that is so today liberates us in chapter 34. So how do we seek God's glory? Number one, in fasting. What kind of fasting? God say, this is kind of fasting. You, to, in doing what pleases the Lord according to His compassionate heart. In fasting doesn't mean that, you know, we, we restrain ourselves from eating. We try to bend God's hand. We've got to show that, God, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dying, you know, I'm without food. So today I, I don't have my, my, my roti chana. I'm dying, you know. <laughs> Plead on the compassionate heart of God and say that, God, can you not see that I'm losing weight, you know? Uh, for you, I lose weight for, for you all. <laughs> fasting. Not like that. But to seek God in fasting means to do what is, to, to determine to do what is, what is what pleases the Lord. And, and you know, in, verse, in these few, few verses here, uh, verse 6 and verse 7, it talks about all, all these things. Now, it is not, it is not, uh, it is not a formula, uh, some people will say, okay, nah, you know, how, how, when you're fasting, huh? you must lose the bond of weakness. You must lose the bond of You find some bond of weakness, you lose them. In order to undo the heavy burdens, uh, you, see, you, see some, uh, you, see, you see some heavy burdens around you, you go undo them. To let the oppressed go free. You have a lot of birds you, you keep in cage, let them free. You, know, you break, uh, and, and, uh, and then you break every yoke. Huh? Uh, you, you see, you keep your dogs all the time in chain, like, let them free, you know, break every yoke. No, not like that. It's not a formula. You, know? you see what I'm saying? It is a sample of what is on God's heart. It is a sample of what is on God's heart, according to the compassionate heart of God. In fasting, we seek the presence of God. We seek God's, you know, uh, what pleases God's heart. And we live like that. We, 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 we ask God to give me your, fill my heart, touch me with your compassion so I can feel like what you, what you, what, what you do. You know, all this 
is what Isaiah, you know, God was speaking through Isaiah. And then if it's not to share your bread with the hungry that you bring to your house, the poor who are cast out, when you see the naked, you clothe them and not heed yourself from your own flesh. All this was, 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 was sample of what is on God's heart, what is right to, to do, what God wanted to do in the society, in, 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 in human society in those days and in ours as well. But it is not like ABCDEF. We do ABCDEF, God, you better show up. Your glory better come. Not like that. We have, we have somehow at the, at the far distant corner of our mind, we have this concept. Then we don't get it. We don't get it. This is what it was exactly. Read Isaiah 58 as a, as a, yeah, 58 as a whole. God, God was saying to, to, to the people, you know, the people of Israel, the religious leaders of Israel in those days, they were seeking God. They were fasting. They were afflicting themselves. They want to seek God's way. They said, God, I want to be one your, your way. When he fasted already, then, then, then Isaiah, God spoke through Isaiah and said, that, you know, he was saying that, look, I fasted. What's the point of fasting? God, you never answer my prayer. Wow. So, to that, to, that, to that question, God responded, is this not the fast that I have chosen? So fasting is more than just uh, no, not eating. If we read this passage, fasting definitely is more than just doing the good things. It is doing, it is chasing after, chasing after the heart of God. Now, sometimes we have, we have people, you know, we, we, I'm not saying that we shouldn't do this. In the, during the pandemic, the past two years, this church and many others uh, in the body of Christ has been uh, exceptionally generous. We're giving money, we're giving food, we're putting our time and effort to help those who are without food. Now, those are excellent, excellent, wonderful deeds that pleases God for, you know, to, 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 to no end. But we did it because we had compassion on those people who have no food. One of those who have been working with us and said that I, I knew what it means to go without food. I know how, how difficult it is. And I knew that how thankful I was when, when, when God helped me, when, when somebody, you know, God sent people who loves, who loves the Lord to come and help me. I, I, I could feel for them. So they did it. You know, but not because that we want to get something from God. Therefore, we do it. Not because that we want to seek God's glory, the manifestation of power in, his, in our life, so that we can defeat the enemy. Ah, today I decided to share my bread with the hungry. Today I, 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 I decided to buy food for others. No, it is, it is a more wholesome approach. It is giving out our old heart to chase up. Number three, when we do that, what will happen? Then in verse 8, then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your, the, your healing will spring forth speedily. How does it work? When you do all that, your healing will come because your light will break forth. You look at that in the, in, the, in the little one. What does it mean for your light to break forth? But we, we know that when we seek God's glory, when God's glory 
is manifested in our lives, in a situation, we will see, we will see God's compassionate and merciful heart at work. We will feel the weight of His presence. We will, we will know that He is with us when we see healing takes place. Today, many need healings. Today in our church, many are self-isolating, not because they are proven COVID positive, they're because they were con in contact with some COVID positive uh, person whom they knew. And uh, many of us are joining us online, not because you are not well, but because you know somebody who is not well. But we also know that some of our brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, not only in this church, in other churches in KK, uh, in, uh, in other parts of, the, of, of Malaysia, of, uh, of the world, uh, uh, you know, are, are tested positive for COVID-19 and sicknesses and all kinds. And, 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 and because of that, they are prevented. Or some, most of us has made the choice not to be, not to be physically present, not to be, you know, we know somebody who needs healing. And how, how do we pray for healing in situations such as this? Yesterday, I shared that up to last Friday, the world has lost 5.8 million lives to COVID-19. And those are lives, my dear friends. Those are lives. Every one of them has a name. 5.8 million. And there, there, there are more who has been contracted and a lot of people saying this Omicron is not as severe. You know, but how do we know that what a person, when the person tested COVID-19, huh, positive, how do we know he got Omicron or Delta or Beta or whatever? Do we know? We do not know. Let's try So as if that, we just cannot let our guts down. We listen to people who have lost their parents, as shared with us during the power station. Children who lost both parents. Not just worldwide, but even this nation. Even last year, we have four, uh, no, it's not 4,000, 1,400 children, students, students who are, who are attending schools, right? Which was recorded for us, they lost both their parents. Now those are 1,004, you times two. 2008, parents. And these are students. These are, these are young people. And you know, how do we pray? How do we persist in praying if the compassion of Jesus does not capture our heart? It is not a, just an assignment that there we do. Yeah, God gave us assignment, give the church assignments to do. But do we do we feel the compassionate heart of God when we seek God's compassion? It attracts God's presence. When we when we seek the compassionate heart of God, it it attracts His healing hands. And God's healing will manifest, will spring forth, not just spring forth, speedily, right? Speedily, verse 8 says, and your righteousness will go before you next, your right standing before God. The right standing before God in, will be in favour of us. Your righteousness 
shall go before you. When you, our righteousness goes before us, that means God has no, no reason whatsoever not to manifest Himself in your life and my life. Because righteousness is right standing before God. We see in the Scriptures, you thought fail whenever Israel, God's people, fell out of favor with God. The way that we turn is always through repentance, seeking God's mercy. If I look at the prayer that offered by King Solomon in 2 Chronicles chapter 6, he was saying that, look, these are the people who sin against you again. <laughs> wow. But if we, when we sin against you, please, when we call on your name in this place, please hear our heart cry. And with that background, it came. The word of God in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 14, which we have quoted so often during this time. You my people who are called by my name, who will humble themselves and turn away from their wickedness and call upon me and I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal, I will heal their land. Then 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 15, it says, then I will hear their prayer. Wow, you know, when sin is dealt with, healing comes. God says, I will hear, I will say, I will say here I am, here I am. And your righteousness shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rare God. The glory of the Lord shall be your rare God. What does it mean? The glory of God shall be your rare God means that God will protect us against the enemy's ambush. The enemy will, will, will hide in places you don't even know where it comes from. My dear friends, sometimes, you know, where, where, where do the enemies hide? Number one, in our bloodline, in our gen, through our generational iniquities. We don't know where to what on earth have our ancestors done no, in the sense huh? uh, in the sense uh, what they have done on earth lah, huh? you know that has, that has given opportunities for the enemy to torment us to spring an ambush against us how do we safeguard against that of course we need to pray we need to ask God's revelation to address this once and for all in our lives and God is doing in the process in the process how are we protected? How are we protecting our back that we cannot see the enemy is coming foul? It's only when the glory of God came upon us that He'll be our ray guard. He will guard us. I shared with us before, I mentioned this uh, in Desert Stream. Uh, Quite a number of times that you know we talk about the armor of God in, in Ephesians chapter six. Uh, armor of God. You look at all the pieces of armor, is what protects your front only, right? The breastplate, the shoe, the buckle, the sword, the helmet, the shoes. But what about your back? The back is exposed, right? What about the back? The back. God is saying to us, I got you cover. I got your back cover. You go and fight. You go and fight what you can see, what I'm revealing to you in front, what is hidden in the generational initiative. You go and fight. As I reveal to you, you go and fight. 
but I got your back cover. How does God cover our back? His glory. His glory. His glory will come. If we, if we seek His heart, if we seek His heart, if we, if we determine to do what is calling to His compassionate heart, today, align your heart, my dear friends, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Determine to align your heart above all else. Lord, fill my heart with the compassion of Jesus. I want to align my heart with the compassion to come your compassionate heart. And when I do that, and all these things will follow, and there will be protection against enemies ambush. Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer. You shall cry. He will say, here I am. That's what we want to do. My dear friends, wherever you may be, God desires to manifest His glory in our lives so that we can draw others to God. God is desiring to, to manifest His glory. How do we know that? Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 to 3. Let's read together. Um, can we move on to slides? Let's read together. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, in deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you, and His glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. The words of Isaiah speaks, it was, was given, the prophecy of Isaiah was given for the people of Israel, and he is given to for God's people. And he say to all of us, Arise, shine, for your light has come. What is the light? The glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord. When we live our life according to what's on the heart of Jesus, on the heart of God, we begin to align ourselves. Your light has come. And the glory of God is risen upon you. God desires many to manifest His glory in our lives, my dear friends. Whatever circumstances you are faced with on the, on the outside, whatever circumstances you are, whatever situation that you are contending with on the inside, know this for sure. God's desire is just that He wants to glorify Himself in us. He wants to manifest His glory in our lives. In verse 2, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. It is not may cover the earth or is covering the earth. Shall cover the earth. Darkness has been prophesied to come to earth to cover the earth. Whatever circumstance, whatever ripple effects that came out from this pandemic, darkness is the way to describe it. Whatever state of, you know, of, of, of life in general, huh? darkness describes it. She'll cover the earth and deep darkness the people. When the land is covered of darkness, the people suffer. We have been praying on our, uh, our power station, on the church prayer altar for quite a while. When the land is in darkness, when, when, when the land is open to darkness, the people not just covered in darkness, they are in deep darkness. But the Lord will arise over you, my dear friends, 
my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the Lord will arise over you and His glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. God is glorified when others see the tangible working of God in our lives. When they see the evidence of the manifestation of God's glory in us. We want to share the gospel. We want to bring others to know Jesus. We, we, we try all kinds of methods. Have we not tried all, not all, many kinds of methods in this church and perhaps in churches? But today we continue to see society, continue to see cities, people in cities living in deep darkness. What is missing, my dear friends? Have you ever asked this question, why is not the church filled? Because if we, we do have good news for the whole world, but why is this good news not attracting people to come? We have all kinds of explanations, but how do we overcome it? How do we, how do we, how do we, how, how, how do we uh, expand the kingdom of God on earth, in this city? In this nation, we need to do all that is needed to be done, all the preparation, but one thing that we need is the manifestation of the power of the glory of God. The manifestation of the power of the glory of God. The manifestation of the weight of God. Let's, let us pray the weight of God will be felt. Will be felt in our lives. When people look at our lives, he saw the weight of God. He saw the evidence of God in our lives. Would they not be attracted? Would they not be attracted to our God? Would they not be attracted to Jesus? Often we, we are faced with, you know, this is like, you know, in church, uh, life, uh, often, we see people are a little bit impatient to spring into action. Huh? Have we have that? Have we have that? Uh, we have a pandemic. How to pray? How can pray for three days already? Still, 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 numbers still hasn't come down. You know, you know what, what I mean? Is that, is that these are no. I'm not talking about people who are not, who are not. Uh, you know, um, they they have a good heart. Uh, they they want to see things change. They want to see things change. So. Sometimes we are faced with a situation, you know, we, we, we come together and we, and we before we, are, we soak God enough in His presence, we decided, hey, we must do something, uh, or something is, you know, we must do, do something. Now, let me give you an illustration, let me give you an example. Have you, have you ever, now some of us like to eat steamed fish, right? Steamed fish or steamed food, uh, okay. Have you ever steamed a fish, uh? You think it's cooked, but you take out, yeah, I'm not cooked. Huh? You, you have, right? I will tell you this. Now, we, we've done this a lot of times, right? A, a lot of times. When we come to, I was just uh, uh, talking with uh, Wing the, the other day, and we saw, we, we, I, I remember in those days, we were going out for camping uh, in the boys' brigade. Uh, those type of days, camping uh, means that you, you could collect firewoods and make your own fire. Uh, after a heavy rain, uh, wow, all the boys will say, oh my goodness, I said, oh, we're going to get the firewood to, to cook for tonight. 
So the first thing we arrive at the campsite, right? Now we always want to arrive at the campsite early. So the first thing is that there's a, there's a team that set up the tent. There's a team that go firewood, firewood. They go look for firewood before any rain come. Uh, if it's wet, what they would do is this: that they bring it back, bring it to the small one, peel off, you know, the 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 bark and put it small small twigs, uh, put it on the ground, on the ground sheet, uh, dry ground sheet to dry it. Those are going to be our lifesaver uh, for the night, right? Because cooking, uh, cooking, uh, how to eat rice? Not all these teenagers, uh, boys are uh, very hungry. So they all, we all, we all um, uh, come together and we, and we cook uh, all the first night, always, almost without fail, right? Almost without fail. First night, we cook, we set a fire. Yeah, we got a fire. Wow, we hung, we hung the pot and cooked. Some young boys are never. Uh, this is one of the things that we discovered, never send a private to cook rice. Uh, always send at least a lunch corporal or corporal. <laughs> so the private to cook rice, uh, hungry boys, uh, burn already, boy already. Uh, he opened the, 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 the lid, uh, not, not boy yet. After about two, two minutes, cook already. Uh, he opened the lid. Okay. You know what kind of rice will come out, right? You always <laughs> open up, open up. There was like five or six times you look at it in the process of it. So we said, like, keep your hands off the lid. Wow, the, the boys cannot tahan, hungry. So sun is, is setting. Finally, there's another team that cook luncheon meat. Cha -cha -cha, cha -cha -cha, luncheon meat. Uh, and so, wow, nice food come out. Finally, this boy opened up the lid. All white, look like rice. Huh? Look like looks like rice. All nice. Eat, cha, eat rice. Pick one spoon into the mouth. Oh, you're not cooked. We say, <laughs> very hard. You know the hard, the busy, busy, very hard rice. The first night always like that. By that time, sun has set. Nobody is interested to cook another pot of rice. So everybody said that is the best dinner I've ever had. You know, <laughs> we swallow everything. Now, what is what is wrong with that? Then we learn it because we didn't allow the, the, the rice to stay in the pot long enough. My dear friends, sometimes we have faith with challenges. We want to find quick fix, quick solution. We go to this place and find a method, go to that place and find methods. I said, we have this situation. How long should we solve it? Three years, ah, too long. I want three months. Can or not. In a corporate world, maybe okay. Dealing with spiritual things, dealing with issues, deep darkness of the people. It cannot happen like that. You've got to let ourselves stay in the presence of God slightly longer and long enough to soak in His glory. To soak in His glory. To let His glory come upon us. To let the rice cook stay in the pot for a little longer in the fire. Then it will come out perfect. Sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need that. We cannot serve all the time. Huh? Rice that looks like rice actually are not cooked to life situation and circumstance. The glory of God it's not something that we can concord, we can create, we can, we can demand. God 
This morning, I have only one and a half hours. You better show up at 10.15. No, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that at all. You see, God, you are God. You are God. So the Lord desired to glorify Himself, but we must allow ourselves to dwell, stay a little bit longer, shall we? Stay a little bit longer in God's presence. How many times, how long are we as God's people continue to eat half-cooked rice? When there's rice, there's water, there's fire, there's a pot. Because we don't stay long enough. My dear friends, Jesus is the ultimate culmination of God's glory. He is the ultimate of the ultimate. Because all the passages so far I've quoted for us is in the Old Testament. But when Jesus came, whoa, things would get accelerated like nobody ever can imagine. In John chapter 1, verse 14, let's read together. Read out loud, shall we, those who are online? And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. For the Word became flesh. Jesus was there when He created the Word. He was the Word. He was the Word of life. He became flesh. And He dwelt among us, among all of us. And we beheld His glory. What kind of glory? The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. The glory of God. The glory of God walked on us, my dear friends. How amazing is that? He is full of grace, full of mercy, full of compassion, full of truth, revelation that we need to go on in life, to fight battles, to be free, to walk in the light. He's all that. And therefore, if you have received Jesus into your heart, if you have received Jesus into your life, you have received the way to enter into the glory of God. When you have received Jesus into your lives, when you and I begin to call on the name of Jesus, when you and I begin to live according to the heart and the will of Jesus, and we say to Jesus, Jesus, your compassion, I want. Give it to me. Fill my heart with your compassion. And that is the time that we will attract the glory of God. When we draw near to Jesus, we encounter the power of God's glory. When we draw near to Jesus in prayers, align our lives to Him, it never fails. The glory of God comes upon us. You know, often I share with us that when we, when we worship in this sanctuary here, not really often, but really in a, in a couple of uh, incidences, I saw angels' presence in this place. But the thing is this, that for quite some time the Lord says, those are my angels sent forth to do my will. 
but I want to tabernacle with you. I want to come to you in person. I want to come and dwell in my people. Sometimes we see angels. We are happy. But God said, I have something more I want to give to you. I want to glory in you. Because when I'm with you, I didn't quite get it, you know, in those days. But the Lord began to say, don't, don't, don't stop there. Moses didn't stop there. He saw the power of God. He saw the hands of God. But he wanted to see the face of God. Why was it so important? Because when God is present with us, His glory is manifested in our lives. Everything else in our atmosphere that is out of God's order will be aligned. Will be aligned. You know, maybe have been struggling with all kinds of things, sicknesses. Some of us are struggling with sicknesses of the soul, of the body, of the spirit. We have cut this, cut that. We have prayed, but it, it, it works. It works, but it has not completely overcome. It is not completely overcome. I want to suggest to us that today, seek God's glory in your life by saying to Jesus, Jesus, this is my heart. Take my heart. Take my heart. And fill it with your compassion. Let us pray. Let's come before the Lord. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, let's ask for the Spirit of God to to manifest God's glory in our lives. But first of all, let us come to the Lord and say, God, forgive me for making my relationship with you so mechanical. So legalistic. But today I want to come to you and I say that, Lord, I desire to live my life according to what is on your heart. I desire the compassion of Jesus to come into my heart, to touch my heart, to order my decision, to order my steps. Father, we long for your presence. We long for the manifestation of your glory for ourselves and for our city, for our nation at a time such as this. When your word says the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness, deep darkness of people, what is our hope? It's only when you arise and shine on us, when your light dawns upon us. Let us come to the Lord and say, Lord, let your light shine upon me. Let your spirit be poured up upon me. Let the weight of your glory fall upon me, fall upon us. And we talk about the weight of your glory, the phrase 
if you were to put it, it is the weight of your weight. It is the weight of your weight. Fall upon us.